Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Happy Lord's Day, everyone, and hello to all of our online family. We've recently discovered that people have been connecting to us from all over the world, and that makes us so excited. We are so blessed to be connecting with the people of God. We may not be physically together, but we are one in the spirit, as the word of God says. We're praying for you on a daily basis, for God's peace, for God's grace to be upon you and your home. And we're also working diligently to provide different uh, forms of ministry for you and your children and our young people. So be sure to follow us on social media. Uh, um, connect with us on our YouTube channel as well as continue to check in on our website for all of the different updates. Praise the Lord. Now we're going to take an offering right now. And man, these days are awesome days for us to declare our trust, our faith, and our hope in our mighty Savior, Jesus Christ. As we go to take this offering, I want to encourage you to say, Lord, I love you so much and I trust you so much. You are my refuge. You are my strength. You are my ever-present help in times like these, in times of trouble. What a faithful God we serve. Please continue to give. Because right now the church needs to get stronger and stronger so that we can meet all of the needs of what will be coming at God's people. And we're trusting that every time we take an offering, God's just going to multiply it and use it to meet the needs of the kingdom uh, <clears throat> all over the world. So there are a couple ways that you can give. You can go right to our website or you can text Chicago Tab to 77977. Come on, lift your hands right now with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to worship you. Lord, from the very beginning, you have been our Lord and our master and our king. And we know deep in our hearts that you have put every meal on the table for us. You have paid every bill for us. You've been an amazing provider. And so, Lord, we worship you once again, and we ask for you to multiply this offering, and we ask for you to open up the windows of heaven and pour down blessings on every home that's listening and tuning in right now. Pour down your blessings. Thank you for miracles that are going to take place in the days ahead. Thank you for the supernatural provision, oh God, that you have already planned and purposed in your heart to provide for your people. So bless this offering and use it for the furtherance of your kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. All righty. So now we're going to open up the Word of God, and today is the last message of the original plan series, and it's been, I believe, a real powerful series for us to get ready, actually for even what we're going through right now, and I thought that what we would do is have one final recap of what we've learned so far. 
So we started our first message uh, uh, with the original image because God opens the story of the scriptures talking about the fact that we are made in his image and we're made to be close to him. We're made to be comforted by him. We're made to be like him. You know, the other day I was watching uh, uh, my grandson, Roman. He's about a year and a half and he's so kind of connected to his mom and dad. And he, anytime he needs comfort, he runs to them. And you see that his deep sense of belonging shapes, it, it literally shapes his identity. And our deep sense of belonging to God, we have been made in his image. It should shape our identity. We're called to be like him. And then we're also called to act like him. Then the next message was the original mindset. Now the mindset speaks to that closeness and calling that should make us confident in our purpose. What is our purpose? What is the plan of God? God has planned for us to be fruitful and to multiply, to be agents of multiplication. And I want to encourage you today, these are days for fruitfulness. The plan of God works regardless of what is happening on the earth. These are days for fruitfulness, and we need to expect fruitfulness. Now, the truth of the matter is, is that different fruit grows in different seasons. And I'm not exactly sure what kind of fruit we're going to see during a time like this, but I'm telling you right now, it's God's will for us to be fruitful and for us to be agents of kingdom multiplication. So I want to encourage you today, pray for it and expect it. That should be our mindset, even though it may not be the mindset of all of the people on the globe, the children of God know that it is the plan of God for us to be fruitful and to multiply. Now the third message was the original day. And we learned that the original day was meant to be lived out from presence to presence. We wake up every morning from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same. The name of the Lord is to be praised. So we wake up in the morning worshiping and we put our head on our pillow and we go down to sleep worshiping. And I want to encourage you in these days, ramp up the worship in your life. I want to encourage you to worship while you work. Sing to the Lord a new song from a new place in new times. That is God's will. And all day we can commune with God as we worship him. Now, the fourth one, almost there, the fourth one spoke to us about the original home. Everyone, even though we're kind of cooped up in our homes, everyone should love to be home. And God has designed us to live in communities of love and peace. And that's one of the things that we're praying for all of the people of God. May the love and peace of God rest upon your home right now. And I want you to know if anything has been disturbing your peace in the name of Jesus, we declare the peace of God, the love of God to blanket all of your relationships and everything that is happening in the confines of your home. And now we get to the final message. And the final message is the original life. The original life. Now what do I mean by the original life? 
Well, today we're going to be reading out of Genesis chapter 3. And when we get to Genesis chapter 3, what we see is that the Lord has now set everything up for Adam and Eve to live. He wanted them to start living. In other words, the garden was built out and uh, everything was set up for them to be provided for. Their home presumably was set up even though nobody really knows what their home was like in paradise. Did they have a, a shelter? Did they live outside? Nobody really knows, but we, we, we know that they were set up and everything was good. We know that they had stewardships so that they could be productive for God. And most of all, we know that they had received a clear mission to be fruitful and to multiply for the glory of God. So now it was time to live in his blessing and to live for his glory. You're going to hear me say that over and over today. It was time for Adam and Eve to live in his blessing and to live for his glory. And before I read the text, I want to encourage you. Come on, lift your hands with me. Lord, just say, Lord, help me to live for you. Help me, Lord, to live in your blessing and to live for your glory because that was the original plan. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. Now, one of the things that we're going to see is that they encountered a test. You know, there's always a test in life. And this test actually revealed um, the way they were supposed to live and the way they were supposed to handle difficulties and oppositions as they live in his blessing and as they live for the glory of God. So we're going to read in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Both of these verses correspond, I believe, real powerfully. And uh, let's start Genesis chapter 3. Um, we, it's going to be 13 verses. The Bible says here, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat, from the, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the, in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. You will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called to the man, where are you? And he answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and so I hid. 
just a little more. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. The serpent deceived me and I ate. I want to read one more text to you from the New Testament that is a a clear expression of what we just read in, in the book of Genesis. The Bible says the thief or the serpent comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life. Let me read that one more time. I want you to read this with me. I have come. These are the words of Jesus. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That is the will of God. I'm so thankful today that Jesus came that we might have life and life to the full. I want you to drink that in for a moment. I want you to drink in the original plan that God created the heavens and the earth and then he formed Adam and Eve. He created Adam and Eve and then he set up this place for them to live. Live how? To live in his blessing and to live for his glory. And then even after the fall, Jesus says, even though the serpent has come to bring deception and to steal and to kill, I have come that you might have life and life uh, uh, more abundantly, life to the full. That is his declaration, and we drink that in. We drink in the plan of God. There is an original plan for our lives. There is an original life, and we're going to live that regardless of what's happening. So let me pray one more time. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this time that we can focus on your word. And Lord, I ask that you would bless uh, your word through my mouth. God, I pray that you help my feeble lips today. And Lord, that you would reach out to all of the people all over the globe by your powerful spirit and that you would build us up and assure us once again that you have a plan for us to live in your blessing and to live for your glory. We thank you. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Lord, regardless of what the enemy is is trying to do, no matter how deceitful he tries to be in our lives, we can trust you and follow you. Bless this word today. And bless every home in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. Okay, so let's be clear. Just because you're living and moving, that doesn't mean that you're living the life that Jesus was talking about. And I want to take a few moments to talk about the word life. Because in the scripture, when you read in English life, the In the original language, that word life can mean multiple things. And actually, in the the Greek, there are six six different words for life. And I want to walk through them uh, very quickly here. So look at what uh, what the Bible says. Sometimes when the Bible says life, it means life in the physical body. Like if you're alive, you have life. It's just physical life. 
Then there's sarks. The word sarks is actually life in the flesh. And this kind of life is the life that's controlled by the impulses of the flesh or the lower nature. We all have in this life, we all have uh, uh, unholy, ungodly impulses, which, is, which comes from the word sarks or the flesh. Then there's the word bios. Bios speaks to the matters of everyday life. Now, this is really important because in the scriptures, when Jesus uh, uh, shares the parable uh, of the different seeds and it talks about the worries of life choking someone, the worries of life is speaking to bios. It means that the matters of life can choke us up. And, and we have a lot of uh, uh, stressful things going on that want to choke us. But Jesus came to give us the abundant life. And we're going to get to that in a moment. Then there's halikia, which is the age, the term, or the length of life, the span of life. There's suke, which speaks to the dimensions of our soul life, our emotions, our, our heart our mind, that's suke. And then there's uh, Zoe. Now, Zoe is when Jesus said, but I have come that you might have life and life to the full. That word in the Greek was Zoe. Zoe is the highest form of life that we can only get from God. It's the spirit-filled life. It's the spirit-led life. And it is the spirit-empowered life. That is the promise of God to us. If our lives can be spirit-filled, spirit-led, and spirit-empowered. Hallelujah. And that's what we're going to be focusing on today. So the original plan was that we would live in the blessing of God for the glory of God by depending on the word of God. That was the original plan. We're called to live in the blessing of God for the glory of God by depending on on the word of God, the only way to live, Zoe, the highest form of life, is to depend on God's word. In other words, God just wants us to trust what he says. That's what he wanted for, for Adam and Eve. Just do what I'm telling you to do. He was saying, Adam, live at peace within the frame and framework of what I have spoken. Have you ever thought about what does depend mean? Depend means to rely on, to rest in full confidence or belief. It, uh, what are you relying on today? When God spoke to Adam and Eve, he said, I've told you how you're going to be blessed and my word should be enough. And I want to say that to you today. The word of God is enough. The word of God is greater than our circumstances. It was the original plan back then, and today it's still the original plan. So let the word of God, look at it this way. Let the word of God be like the frame and framework of your life. What do I mean by that? Think of it in two ways. First of all, imagine a picture frame. Okay? The right picture frame can make a picture very special. And uh, thinking in terms of the word of God, imagine living your life which within the frame that God creates for your life. When you live your life within that frame, then your life is beautiful and blessed. Another way to look at it is think about 
the Word of God being your framework. Now, framework is a little bit different. Imagine uh, uh, the building of skyscrapers. Sometimes you drive by and you see these skyscrapers that are being built. And um, this is a great picture because you see the outside, but then it also reveals the framework on the inside. When the, when the construction company is done with these buildings and they actually open up for business, they will never see the framework ever again. The steel and the concrete that holds up the building will never be seen again. It'll be covered with carpet and, and beautiful coverings. But everyone knows that for the rest of the existence of these buildings, what's really holding up the weight is the framework. Well, brothers and sisters, the Word of God is our framework, and the Word of God is what holds up the weight of our lives. These are days for the Word. These are days for the Bible. Take time to fill yourself with the Word of God and let the Word of God be your frame and your framework. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord for His Word. So how does this really work? How do we depend on the Word of God? Well, it's really simple, and I'm, I want to lay this out for you. We live by His promises, and we live by His parameters. Let me say it one more time. We live by His promises, and we live by His parameters. That's the frame. That's the framework. Let's walk through this. We live by His promises. Life by promise is different than life by current circumstance. Life by promise looks past the current circumstance and says, I am putting my trust and my feelings and my emotions not based on a circumstance, but based on a word that was previously spoken to me. God spoke something to me previous to what has happened, and he promised me that he would take care of me. So I live by promise, which means when circumstances hit me that are, that are stressful or unfavorable, I look past the circumstance, and I cling to the promise of God. We are called to live by what God said, and plain and simple, and we trust that. What has God spoken to you previous to what's happening right now? What are the promises of God that he has spoken in the past in terms of how he's going to take care of you? Today are days to get a hold of those promises and to remind God of those promises. You know, the Bible says unless you become like a little child, you won't experience and enter all of the amazing things in the kingdom of God. And that really speaks to a moment just like this. You see, because children know how to hold you to a promise. You make a promise to a child, and they will not let you forget. Children know how to go to the window. You know what kids do? They turn a window into the window of promise. And they will go to that window, and they will wait, and they will wait expectingly. Daddy's coming with that toy. Daddy's coming with that treat, or mommy's coming with that treat. And they know that they know. Why? Because someone spoke it to them. And that's the way we need to be today. I want to encourage you right now. Think of the goodness of God. Think of the promises of God in your life and get a hold 
of those promises and say, Lord, you have spoken this to me already, and I trust you. I rest in you. Look at how, how the, the psalmist put it. I love uh, uh, Psalm 119. Listen to this. Remember your word to your servant, for you have given me hope. This is Psalm 119.49 in the NIV. But in the NLT, listen to the way they put it. Remember your promise to me. It's my only hope. Hallelujah. What is your hope? What is my hope? We're not hoping in, in the things of this world. We're hoping in the promise of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We're trusting in the promise of God. The promise of God is greater than the lies and the voice of the enemy. Listen to this. D.L. Moody had a, a, a favorite Bible verse. It was Isaiah 12, 2. I will trust and not be afraid. Here's a good promise. I will trust and not be afraid. And here's the way Moody put it. Moody said, you can travel first class or you can travel to heaven or, or second class to heaven. Second class is I'm afraid. First class is I will trust and not be afraid. He goes, that is the better way. Why not buy a first-class ticket? Notice that he's saying you could be saved and you could be going to heaven, but still not experiencing God's best. One of the most amazing ways that we experience God's best is pretty simple. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I will not be afraid. I will put my hope in you. And see, here's what the enemy does. What the enemy tries to do is to get you to mistrust in what God has spoken. I can tell you right now what Satan is doing all over the globe right now is to get people to question the promises of God. He's trying to get us into this space of what did God say? Did God really say that? What if, what if God knows something and it's not for your good when God already says that he, does, he works all things together for our good? So the, the enemy comes and he tries to sow these seeds of doubt. And that's one of the things that we are praying in the name of Jesus. We rebuke all doubt coming at the people of God. Because we trust in his promise. We trust in his word. Let me give you a piece of advice. Get rid of all of the unholy what ifs. Don't live that way as a lifestyle. Don't live thinking, well, what if this terrible thing happens? And what if that terrible thing happens? Here's what you can say to yourself. A lot of difficult and terrible things are happening, but as for me, surely goodness and mercy will follow me. Even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. You know what's powerful about days like this? We actually get to live by faith. We actually get to look at difficult circumstances, experience pressure. If you're feeling pressure today, look back at that pressure and say, pressure, I'm not focusing on you. I'm going to look at Jesus and I'm going to remember what he has spoken. He is faithful and true. My God is faithful and he will provide. He will care for me. I will not allow you to get me down. They could send one of the musicians. You know, just this past week, I got a, a, such a, an encouraging story 
because, or testimony really, because one of the brothers in our church, obviously this shutdown has, has kind of shut his business down. And he had a decision to make. He said, you know what? I'm not going to let this rattle me and shatter me. And so he and his wife have agreed to pray three times a day. And three times a day, they're getting together, they're reciting the promises of God. Remember, brothers and sisters, that this is not the first time in history that things were kind of shut down and almost became a bit barren. Remember 40 years in the desert. Remember shoes not wearing out, sandals not wearing out for 40 years. Remember clothing not wearing out. Remember the heavens opening up and food falling from heaven. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we cling to the promises of God. And so they're getting together and they're, they're, they're singing songs and they're worshiping God. He, he sent one of our pastors the other day a, a little clip of of he and his daughter writing a song about the goodness of God. Today is a day to remember all the songs about the goodness and the faithfulness of God. I'm telling you right now, today is a day to say, Jesus, you are so, so good. And I love you and I trust in you. I will not be afraid because all your promises are yes and amen. How did God plan for us to live in his blessings and for his glory? We live, first of all, by his promise, plain and simple. You mean you're telling me that God's promise is greater than all of the negative things that are happening on our planet right now? Absolutely. The word of God is greater. And if God said it, I guarantee you, he's going to do it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. His word will not come back void. His word is powerful and his word sustains all things on earth. Hallelujah. Let's trust in the Lord. Let's trust in the promises of God. So, First of all, we live by his promises. Then we live by his parameters. God set parameters for Adam and Eve, and he did it simply through his word. The parameters of his word are God's way of keeping us blessed and safe. Let me say this one more time. This is really, really important for times of pressure. The parameters of God's word are his way of keeping us blessed and safe. Remember, the first fall was the result of departing from the parameters that God had set. The promises assure us, but the parameters are there to protect us. Adam, you can eat anything, but don't eat this. Don't eat from here. Anything else is good for you. Anything else will nourish you. Anything else will bless you. But don't touch this because this is not good for you. Can I give you a piece of advice? Stay in your lane right now. Stay in your lane. Don't give in to stepping outside of the parameters of God. God has created a lane for you. Live and enjoy this life within the parameters of the promise of God. 
Don't feel like you need to help God take care of you. Don't feel like you need to help God so that you could come to peace. The Prince of Peace can speak peace into your soul, a peace that surpasses all understanding. You don't need superficial and artificial things. Stay in the lane. Look at how Francis Schaeffer put this. I think this is so simple and yet powerful. God simply confronted man with a choice. He could just as well have said, don't cross the stream. Don't climb the mountain. He is saying, believe me and stand in your place as a creature, not as one who is autonomous. We're not independent. We are dependent, hallelujah, on the promises of God. And since we're dependent on the promises of God, we live within the parameters of God. Listen, believe me and love me as a creature to his creator and all will be well. This is the place for which I have made for you. And let me tell you something. When you live within the parameters of God then you are safe. Hallelujah. We are safe. All we need to do is follow him and obey him. You know, I've often said that one of the greatest works of the Holy Spirit in our lives is the, is the work of avoidance. I've been encouraging our staff to be really sensitive to the impulses of the Holy Spirit these days. Meaning like when God prompts you and puts a person on your mind and on your heart, I, I've been encouraging the staff, call them, pray for them right on the spot. Let's be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Where there's a different kind of sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. It's when the Holy Spirit prompts you and gives you an impulse to stay away from something in the name of Jesus. Trust him and live within the parameters of his word. If God said it's not good for you, no matter how you feel, it's not good for you. If God said, that's not my way, then no matter what is being offered to you, no matter what kind of relief or comfort, it's not his way. It's not the blessed way. It's not the best way. You know, we're going to close in just a moment. But I, for some reason, I, I had this, this jingle that was going on in the 80s when I was a kid. McDonald's had this commercial that would play all day long. And I'm not going to sing it for you, but here's, here are the words to the, to the jingle. It was, you've been working hard all day. You deserve a break today. And then it basically said, so get on your way to McDonald's. Like, treat yourself to McDonald's. And you know what? I know that the devil right now is trying to sing a little jingle in your heart and in your mind. He's trying to say, you know, you're going through so much. Why don't you give in to this fake comfort? Why don't you give in to this thing? Take the shortcut. You know, you know uh, uh, um, nobody knows that you're going to take that. Just give in to it. In the name of Jesus, don't give in because God already has a plan and a, a specific way that he's going to provide for you. We don't need anything that the devil is offering us these days. Brothers and sisters, we can live in the blessing of God. And we can live for the glory of God. 
when we depend on the Word of God. I'm going to ask Christian to come. And I want us to pray that the Word of God would rise up in our homes. I want to... I want to ask us to pray that the Word of God would take up more space in our day than ever before. We need to hide the Word of God in our hearts. And as we hide the Word of God, we need to get a hold of the promises of God. When you get a hold of a promise, it does something deep inside of you. Here's what I mean, last thing. So think about what I mentioned earlier. The cares of this life, they take root and then they start to choke us. But see, when you get a promise from God, it goes deeper than what the enemy has tried to put inside of you. It gets inside of your heart and it, it unearths, it unearths all of the things that are not of God. When your heart is full of the Word of God, it expels all of the ungodly things and all of the demonic suggestions. Let's get our hearts filled with the word of God, with the promises of God, so that we can stand strong and say, I will not be afraid. My God is faithful. I will not fear. I, re I rebuke anxiety in the name of Jesus. I worship my God and my Savior. Let the worship of God flood every house. Let the worship of God flood every kitchen and living room and dining room. Our God is faithful and wonderful and mighty. Hallelujah. Lift your hands with me. He's faithful, brothers and sisters. He's faithful. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faithful you are. Faithful forever you will be. Faithful you are. Hallelujah. All your promises are yes and amen. Says our yes today. God, we give you glory. God, we celebrate your faithfulness. We celebrate your word. We celebrate your power today. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we declare 
our trust in you. And Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would flood every home with peace. Lord, we pray for a spiritual transfer to take place right now. God, I pray that anxiety would be cast out. I pray that fear, I pray that the words, what if this happens? God, that they would be cast out in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that concerns about the days of heads would be replaced with praise, oh God, and rejoicing, knowing that our God is a faithful God. You're faithful, oh Lord, and you will take care of us. So Lord, today, Lord, our hearts are at rest and we rejoice in you. And Lord, I pray before we close that you would put the expectation of fruitfulness and multiplication in every heart and every home and every life, oh God. God, help us now, not just to be into ourselves, oh God, but to be into your word. Help us, oh God, to think about other people that we could minister to. Help us to send Bible promises, to make phone calls, oh God, and to encourage people all over the globe. Let the word of God go out. Let the promise of God go out and let the hearts of men be at rest and rejoice in the God of their salvation, Jesus Christ. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, that we belong to you and that you are faithful. Bless your people now. Bless the days ahead in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. We're standing together by the powerful word and name of Jesus. Have a wonderful week.